Today's episode of Beyond the Rut is sponsored by Capshow, which is the ultimate AI content marketer for entrepreneurs who podcast, vlog, or live stream like yours truly. Stay tuned throughout this episode to discover more ways you can use Capshow for your content. For now, let's get straight into the episode. And a simple life is just a bigger life. You're listening to episode 25 of the Beyond the Rut podcast, a weekly podcast about inspiring you to make your own path and live the life you've always dreamed of. I'm your host, Jerry Dugan, and I have with me the other host, Brandon Cunningham. Brandon, say hi to people listening. Hi, people listening. Awesome. One of these days, I'm going to come up with something really funny for you to chime in with. Like, say, I am six foot five, and I once dunked on Michael Jordan. (laughs) There you go. I'm going to do it one day. One day, I'll just slip that in there. And uh, we also have a special guest with us, Sarah McDaniel from the blog SimplySarah.com. Say hi, Sarah, and tell us about yourself. Hello, everyone. Jerry and Brandon, thank you so much for this opportunity to share a little bit about myself and my story on your blogcast. So just a little bit about me. I was born and raised in northwest Louisiana, just really small town USA. Had a pretty typical childhood. Grew up in a loving family who really motivated me and pushed me to achieve my dreams. I was in church every time doors were open. My parents believed in good, strong, hard work, so they put me into the workforce at 11 years old. Oh, wow. Awesome. And I haven't stopped since then. <laughs> so I had my first babysitting job around 11, um, then graduated high school, college, grad school, got married, got divorced, and now I really have the life of my dreams. And so currently I live in Texas. Um, I love to travel. I love to explore new places. And for my day job, I'm an educational sales rep. But then I also love to dabble in real estate investing. And like you said, I just launched my new blog, simplysarah.com. Awesome. I, I just made a note here. Uh, note to self, get kids to work. Uh, yes. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, yes. I have a 12-year-old ballerina daughter and a 14-year-old uh, high schooler. It's like, yeah, they need a job. They know how to spend. They just don't know how to uh, earn yet. <laughs> Especially my daughter. Oh, man. She, she's actually out right now spending money that isn't hers. So, uh, Put her to work. Yeah, yeah. Fortunately, this time around, it's my mother-in-law's money. So um, in any case. Uh, <laughs> That's the first rabbit hole of the day. First one of the day. First one of the episode. Uh, so we also like to open up, when we have guests on the show, uh, we like to open up with an icebreaker. And our question to you is, what is something about you that people wouldn't know just by looking at you or your blog? So I would think just from looking at me on the outside, people wouldn't know that I'm extremely introverted and I'm also extremely type A. Oh, wow. So I would say that is completely person. accurate, too, because yes. I've known Sarah for, I don't know, probably six, seven years. It's been a while. And not knowing her personally, you would think. She is jet setter, flies all over the place, goes to all of these things, can't wait to run into a crowd. And it's really not her thing. But not the case. <laughs> she's getting there. But my job as a sales rep, I have to daylight as an extrovert. So I do that really well. But my personal life, I'm extremely introverted. And like I said, very type A. The main reason we wanted to have you on, Sarah, was because your story is so good. And, and most people don't know your story yet because the blog just just launched, uh, I think, about two weeks ago. Two weeks. And uh, probably by the time you're hearing this, it will be about six weeks old. But 
Uh, it launched in January 2016, and you've started writing and kind of sharing some of your story. And what I find fascinating about your story, like I said, we've known each other for quite a long time, so I know some of the background. But since we're really focused on teaching people to get out of that rut, not necessarily a bad rut, but in some cases a good rut of security and safety and that kind of thing. And I, I know that you know you went through some stuff to get there, but the fact you're on the other side of that rut to to some extent, I know you're not exactly where you want to be yet, but well on your way. Talk a little bit about what what has changed dramatically in your life in the last just couple of years? I think we were talking uh, via email that just in the couple of years, how much has changed? So I really have to tell on myself here. And um, this is not something that I'm proud to admit, but I can honestly say that probably around the first 30 years or so of my life, like I was an extremely selfish person, um, very motivated by things that could promote me, that could um, make my outside look better. But since walking through divorce and heartache, like I've really pushed that aside and have gained a greater passion for just loving others well and just living a life of simplicity. And um, I've learned a lot about not caring so much about what other people think about me and just really living the life that I believe the Lord wants me to have. I think that's key, just not caring what other people want. What does God really want for Sarah? Not right. what does Brandon want or the guy down the street or the girl on the internet, but what is what has God got for your life? And that's that's why we started Beyond the Rut, to teach people that whatever your parents said, whatever your friends or family or the people that are around you have said, what what do you want to do? What do you want to be when you grow up, so to speak? And you're starting to build some of that with this uh, with the blog. And I know uh, we talked a little earlier that you had uh, you've been to the World Domination Summit. You want to I talk have. a little bit about that. Sure, experience? sure. So it's very hard to get in if you haven't <laughs> ever gotten in. But I was lucky enough to have an inroad through a friend back in 2014 and honestly didn't know what to expect or what I was going to. I um, had never heard of Chris Gillibo before that event, but um, spent some time reading through some of his books before then. I've read The $100 Startup, and I also read The Art of Nonconformity, and got there, and it was the most amazing experience. So you're surrounded by thousands of people that are all searching for um, a life of nonconformity centered around adventure, community, and service. And so just being in that electric atmosphere um, as I'm coming out of my rut and looking for things to come to really live that life of nonconformity, being in that environment really propelled me forward. And so I went back uh, last year in 2015, and then I'll also go this August. So would you say that it was a huge boost to just be around other people that fed that passion, that validated, so to speak? Absolutely. And the beauty of it is that uh, Chris Gillibo has the main stage speakers. You know, so for example, we've seen uh, John Acuff and we've seen Michael Hyatt. We've seen Derek Sivers. But then outside of that, there's all these um, what in a traditional conference you would call a breakout session and they're attendee led. And so you can go to sessions that 
pertain to a topic that interests you. So, for example, I'm a big fan and a personal friend of Jeff Goins. And so he conducts sessions on how to how to build a blog or how to be a better writer. So you can attend sessions that are specific to your goals, desires, and dreams. And so that really personalizes the conference uh, for you. That's exciting. I think a few of those names will probably ring true to our listeners and definitely to uh, to Jerry and I. Those are those are some big guys in the uh, kind of community that we talk about a lot. But uh, and I've not met any of them personally, but I've heard from people like you that they are as normal a guy you will ever meet that you would walk into a store and say hi to and not they're not superstars they're not big time or anything like that they're just living the life they want to live and i think that's why we think they're a big deal because it's like i want to be like you when i grow up even though i may be older than a couple of them but yes i'll take that (laughs) you're right we'll probably ask you to take a stack of our books with you to get some autographs (laughs) sure of course (laughs) we'll photoshop our pictures into there later (laughs) another thing that that we talk a lot about on the podcast is not necessarily recovering from everything being devastating, but how are you currently doing to get out of that comfort zone of just living? You know, we talk a lot about we've got we got enough money. We're not all rich or anything, but we've got money. We've got security. We've got, you know, house and all that kind of stuff. But how do you break out of that normalcy of just living that normal life of a of an American where we're just safe? Stay with us. We'll be right back. And now let's talk about how you can use CapShow to repurpose and market your content. If you have a business like me, you can upload your cornerstone long-form content, like podcast episodes or YouTube videos, into CapShow, and it will create all your content marketing assets for you. And here's the coolest part. CapShow is more than just a robotic AI tool. It's a powerful blend of artificial and human intelligence designed by marketers to help you organically reach more of the right people on more platforms. Go to beyondtherut.com slash capshow, that's C-A-P-S-H-O, and start your 14-day trial and see for yourself. Now, back to the show. So I have to tell you, I'm just taking a step back where that really started for me. So so um, around 2012, I believe it was, I read Wrecked by Jeff Goins, and it's about how to live a life of purpose beyond yourself. And what do you do when um, a wrecked world slams into your comfortable life? And so coming out of that, he uh, did a wrecked vision trip to Guatemala. And so I signed up not knowing anybody on the trip, or at the time I did it, I ended up having some some friends that went, but um, really went to Guatemala with a group of random strangers. And now so, let me ask you real quick, yeah, had you sure. ever been anywhere like that before in your life? No, never, never, <laughs> never. I didn't want anybody to get the impression. I normally go to Guatemala and places like no, that. No, no, never been to um, a third world country, you know, never been in and amongst poverty like I saw in Guatemala. So we got down there and um, served. We served in Guatemala City around the city dump with an organization called the Potter's House. And they really worked to um, work with the children there to keep them in school and to get them to college in the States, among other things. But coming home from that, it really just, it wrecked me, just like Jeff's book said, and I cannot get enough of service work. And so since then, I've been back to Guatemala twice, or excuse me, I went two times that year and have been uh, every year since then and have two trips planned this year. So 
Um, so really going through my rut, if you will, and coming out on the other side of that, I just really want to impart on people and just love them well and um, just really live a greater life of service. That's awesome. I didn't want anybody to take that story and go, oh, well, I'm sure she grew up doing that kind of thing. And this was just normal for I happen to know it wasn't. But I didn't right. want anybody to get that impression that, you know, sometimes we just hear somebody or see somebody and think, well, that's just normal for them. I mean, we're we're talking uh, right now in all three of us are in our homes in South Texas. We don't live like that. We didn't grow up like that. We've never really been exposed to I mean, we have now to some extent. But we've never lived like that. So to get out of your comfort zone of just security is really important because never been there, never faced something like that before. But people in this country say they're poor and they really have no earthly idea what poor is until you go place like that. That's right. And I'll just add to just going back to the whole comfortable thing. So it is not a comfortable trip. Um, <laughs> the first time we went, we were in a room of maybe eight by eight and three girls were in a room. Uh, the shower was outside, no hot water. You're eating food that you're not used to eating. Um, and the work that we do is in the city dump. So there is every kind of filth imaginable that you're working in and amongst every day. So it is definitely not a comfortable trip and definitely not something I've ever done before. So you travel a lot. That is not how you normally travel. No, no, it is not how I normally travel. <laughs> no. <laughs> that is awesome. I, I love that because it, it's such a great example of get out of your comfort zone and Yes, it's uncomfortable. Nobody really wants to. I mean, you wouldn't want to do that every week, I'm sure. But right. once you get there, you realize that you're in a place where you can see more. Because then when you came home, you changed a lot of things about your own personal life, too. Correct. So dig into that a little bit. I know you're you're not quite a minimalist, but you certainly have, have put a lot of effort into downsizing. Yes, yes. So, um, in fact, I just wrote a post today on simplysarah.com about 2015, and it was my year of no new clothes purchases. And that really came out of my Guatemala trip in October of 2014. And when I came home and looked at my three closets <laughs> and was just going through, and I would see rack after rack after rack of all these clothes that had tags on them and it's it was it just made me sick honestly because you have these people that wear the same clothes like every single day and who knows when they wash them and then I have a massive closets full of these clothes that I never wear and so I made a personal commitment last year to go an entire year to not purchase any new clothes. And so some people might think, oh, that's no big deal. I could do that. But for me, it was really hard because traveling so much, you're always around like little boutique stores and, um, you know, you want to stop and shop. And so, but I just made the commitment that I was not going to do it, that I was going to, to make do with whatever I had, whatever circumstance came up, I was not going to buy any new clothes. And in that process, I did um, start downsizing my closet. I've started downsizing material possessions and really want to get to just that place of simplicity. That's the key. That that was really the word I was hoping you were going to end on because it's not about not being able to afford things or saving money or anything like that. It's just being simple. 
We, right. we have so much in our lives, be they just material possessions or clothes. Most of the guys listening are going, you know, not to shop for clothes for a year is not that big a deal. I, I would not have a problem with that. But <laughs> most of us do other things, tools or, or toys or whatever it is. Right. And, and a simple life is just a bigger life. You know, you've had a lot more. Now you have a lot less, but your life is bigger. So it's a strange dichotomy, but I think when people realize it when they're there, it's a big deal. That's right. Less stress is less hassle. So I mean, less stuff, less stress, less stress, less hassle. Wow. Probably fewer bills too, right? Yes, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. Which really is is a great transition into the next thing I was going to bring up was was one of your focuses for 2016 and kind of beyond is to do something with a little bit of that extra money and. Uh, it's not to replace all the stuff you didn't buy last year, but it's to do some travel. It is. So um, one one of my biggest regrets uh, leading up to where I am today is the fact that I haven't traveled. I mean, I know that I travel a lot in the for States for work. <laughs> yeah, for work and in the States. But I haven't traveled a whole lot internationally. And so rather than spend my money on things like clothes or, you know, toys or material possessions, I really want to spend uh, disposable income, if you will, on experiences. So whether that's travel, you know, for pleasure or for missions work, uh, I just really want to, you know, look at life differently and just have experiences over things. That's great. One of the things that Renee and I focus on is, is getting each other experiences rather than gifts for holidays and stuff like that because yes. those you never forget. Whereas, you know, we've all gotten gifts that may have been great at the time, but they're stuck away somewhere in a corner and you don't even remember them anymore. So that's right. That's right. And Jerry, you look like you wanted to ask a question. Oh, no. I was just going to say <laughs> when you make that trip to Brussels, Belgium, uh, just get yes. back in touch with me. I'll give you all the tips on what to watch out for when you go to restaurants. <laughs> okay. So that great food. Good. Um, the Belgian waffle, waffles were good. Uh, just, just some nuances <laughs> you got to watch out for when you get your bill. So okay. I'll get you ready for that when you go to Brussels. Perfect. <laughs> I think that's good because it gives you such a perspective on life. And I know there's people listening thinking, well, yeah, but Sarah had it easy. Sarah did this or Sarah did that. And, and of course, I know the backstory and, and everybody doesn't need to know the whole backstory. But 95% of this, I know you've got friends and people that support you and, and, and all of that and encourage you. But 95% of this was just your decision to not let somebody else dictate who you were going to be. Right. And even with great parents and even with great friends and, and, and a great laddie who maybe is thinking, well, I don't have disposable income yet. I've still got to simplify to some extent, maybe even increase my, my business or whatever it is I'm going to do. I can't do a lot of those other things. You do a lot in town that's free. It requires essentially no cost whatsoever. It's just getting up and taking that step and walking out there and being amongst people that don't look like you, didn't grow up like you. And talk a little bit about what that's done to you, just meeting some of those people. Yeah, sure thing. So um, just for me personally, there's two things that um, that really make my heart sing. And one of them is a ministry at Church Unlimited that's called Taking It to the Streets. And so on the second and fourth Saturday nights of the month, we meet down at City Hall and we provide a meal, we provide clothing, our band usually comes, our pastor usually does a devotion, if you will, um, and it's just a way that we love on our community and make them feel worth and make them feel purpose 
and just show them that we love them and we care about them. And so, um, like you said, it, it absolutely doesn't cost anything. And um, it is the most rewarding thing that I do, um, you know, during during a month's time. So it's just a privilege to be out there. And I love to build relationships with the people and see them, you know, every other Saturday night. And you learn their story, you pray for them, um, you call them by name, again, making them feel worth and purpose and just encourage them. And then obviously we want them to come to our church and we want them to attend our services. We want to be able to equip and provide them with the tools they need to get off the streets and to live a successful life. So um, that's the the main like service work that I do within my church. But then I also really love to um, not a like a public ministry, if you will, but I love to pour into women. And so, um, you know, it could be a simple text. It could be a phone call. It could be a note and maybe nobody else knows about it, but I just love to share the, the hope and the joy that I have with others that may be walking a similar road or that may be feeling down and out. That is great. One of the things we did in an earlier episode was we talked about just serving others, you know, and and it doesn't necessarily have to be that, you know, you're Christian or whatever faith you are. You can serve someone else by just encouraging, sending a text, leaving a note. Maybe you ate at a restaurant and you just uh, encouraged the waitress or whatever. But by serving other people, you build up something inside of you that just makes you feel better and gives you more confidence and, and makes the world a better place to just say a positive note to somebody. And I I know we talked about, I don't remember the episode number, but I'm sure Jerry will come up with it at some point. It'll probably be in the show notes where we talked about uh, everybody can serve someone else. You know, That's it right. may, it may be in your family, maybe out your neighbor, somebody. And, and that's how you succeed. If you give and try to try to out give God, as it were, that, that concept of, of just try to out serve someone and uh, you'll be successful in that because it'll, it'll help you feel better about your life. That's right. And you're being the hands and feet and being more like Jesus, which is what, you know, the Lord desires. So there you go. Cool. I'm always amazed that, you know, significance doesn't come from me doing something for myself. It, it, it really seems to kick in when you do something for somebody else or lots of somebody else's. And then you do that over and over and over again. And all of a sudden you, you just start to kind of reap in these rewards that you, you weren't really looking for and you start getting that satisfaction that you're doing something significant. So I just wanted to share, that's what I noticed as I was hearing more and more of Sarah speak about her story and then Brandon sharing about some of the things we've talked about in the past. I was like, you know what, that, that is the, the thing. Like we're, we're talking about significance, a life of significance. And in, in every story we've heard so far, it was when somebody said, you know what, I'm going to help somebody else, and whether it's in Guatemala, Guatemala, I don't know. Guatemala. My wife's going to make fun of me when she hears Guatemala. this one. Guatemala. <laughs> <laughs> or like in Davidson's case, you know, helping leaders become better leaders. And, and so whatever it is you do when you're helping other people, you do start to build that significance in your life. So I, I just wanted to make a quick comment on that. All right. Are we ready to ask the last question? I don't know. She might She might be ready for it. We should probably spring it on her. <laughs> okay. Pretend <laughs> you're surprised. We try not to do any gadget journalism. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Sarah. So to, to close us out, uh, or the last question, I should say, uh, if you could send a tweet to your 20-year-old self, what would it say? So I can't do it in 140 characters. Let's just say you were able to send it out in multiple tweets then. So I doubt anybody to, could. It's going to 
have to be multiple tweets. Um, but one thing I think that that I've mentioned a couple of times during this episode is how I sought out um, my completion and satisfaction in the perceived images of others. And so really spent a good portion of my life doing that. So if I had to go back and redo everything, I think that would be the main piece of advice is to um, for you to seek completion in Christ and not in the eyes of another. So that's the first thing. And the second thing is I felt like that looking back that I was in a big hurry to get to that life that others perceived to be successful. So what I thought was success at that time was, you know, uh, graduating college, going to grad school, getting married, having 2.5 kids and the, the white picket picket fence. And that is not the case. So I feel like that I personally missed out on a lot of good years and good experiences because I was in such a hurry to define success the way my peers thought it should be defined. So looking back, I would not do those things again. I think the quickest way to summarize that would be tell that person not to be in the rut the whole time. Yes. <laughs> Don't get in yes. that rut because somebody else told you to. And that's really where this started was just because you're in a, a job where with an office or a cubicle and you have to go from eight to five Monday through Friday doesn't mean you have to stay there just because that's, that's right. what your father did or your mom did or somebody told you to do. That's right. And, and the beautiful thing about what you were just saying is, you know, not determining your future by what other people said it should be, or maybe you read or saw on TV or whatever, but also not judging yourself based on other people's opinions. Yes. You know, I I love the concept of what other people say about you is none of your business. You know, just let them talk. And, And knowing how introverted you really are to launch this blog, I know it was a big deal for you because it it's personal and it's throwing it out there and, you know, as as they say, when you start to get haters, then you know you're successful. You're starting to make an impact there. But I also know some people, um, and we have mutual friends that have started blogs. They've written books. They've done some really big things. They wanted to do that. They they just inside wanted to do that kind of stuff. That was not really inside of you. No. <laughs> and so your heart for serving others and sharing that story is a big deal. I yes. think people have a lot to learn from you, and and the future is really bright. So if you haven't been to Simply Sarah, listen to the rest of this podcast and then go over there and check it out and subscribe and uh, see what she's up to because I think it's going to be some big stuff. Great. So, uh, Sarah, before we, we do the outro, are there any resources, websites you want to pe- point people towards? Wow, Saturday <laughs> afternoon does not work as well as Saturday morning. Um, I am I am pooped. I'm done. Uh, so let's see. So let's see. What did I say in English? So Sarah, are there any websites, uh, resources, events you like to point? There it goes again. Point people towards. So if you'd like to apply for Jerry's job, just go to beyondtherut.com. Send us an email. Send us your resume. No longer speaking the English language, so that's okay. But but that's what makes this fun too. Is 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 we're. We're just learning along with everyone else. Yes. You know, when I first asked you to to be on, I know you were like, uh, I've never done this before. What I do, uh, the nerves, and I'm sure you've paced around your house for the last few hours, thought, how am I going to do this? Yeah, pretty much. And, and the last question Sarah asked before we started recording is, is if this is terrible, y'all can edit it out, right? <laughs> I'm going to leave Who my knew it would be there, Jerry though. that messed it up? Yeah. Not, yeah, the guy who's done like a hundred podcast episodes, right? Not the other two. No, me. He's done a thousand times uh, more than you and I combined, and he messes it up. Gosh. And on a simple phrase, 
<laughs> point people. There we go. Okay, so the question still stands. Are there any resources or websites you'd like to point people towards? Whew. There we go. Sure. So I think the easiest thing to do would be to have people visit simplysarah.com. And I have two resource pages there. So one is called Books I Love and one is called Blogs I Read. And so I'll be updating Books I Love um, pretty frequently. And the Blogs I Read uh, page has really every aspect of blog that I would read. So whether it be, you know, a lifestyle blog or a financial blog or inspirational blog or leadership blog. So those are my go-to places where I go to grow. So what book are you reading right now? So I just started Chris Gillibo's Born for This. Oh, and so right. I actually, oh, I'm so excited to be on the launch <laughs> team for that. And um, he is really talking about how to find the sweet spot in your work. And so he, uh, his kind of catchphrase throughout the whole book so far is, how do you win the career lottery? And so I'm about um, halfway through it, and it is an amazing book. And I think it will be another New York Times bestseller for him. So if you're searching for that book, you can't get it because Sarah's a big deal, and she got one in the mail before everybody else. So by the time you hear this, you'll probably have about two more months. It comes out in March or April. April 5th is the release date. You'll have to let Chris know that you leveraged our show to plug his book, too. So I will do that. You went like super... Us. We could be the reason he will be a bestseller again. So I'm <laughs> just true. saying. It's true. It's <laughs> true. All of our listeners buy like a thousand copies each. That would be great. Thank you. Yes. Guys. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, that's all we have for today's episode of Beyond the Rut Podcast. We want to thank you for joining us and uh, be sure to head over to iTunes to rate, review, and subscribe to our show. Then share us with your family and friends. You can also always check out our show notes at beyondtherut.com. And for this episode, you would do beyondtherut.com slash 025. Thanks for listening. You know, the best thing I love about Cap Show is that they have one of the best communities ever. As a Cap Showian myself, I always get invited to masterminds with industry leaders to get the insights and marketing strategies that take my business to the next level. Plus, they love surprising and delighting us. Go to beyondtherut.com slash capshow, that's C-A-P-S-H-O, and start your 14-day free trial with the Cap Show team today and join me inside that community.